Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Quack, quack, quack. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Quack, quack, freaking quack. I'm a duck, you're a duck. <laughs> We're all Is that how it goes? Uh, no, I think you're thinking of the notebook. If I'm a bird, you're a bird. Or mm. uh, if you're a bird, I'm a bird situation. Yeah, it's pretty much a duck, the same I'm a duck. movie. I feel like that yeah, works. Yeah, it's pretty much the same movie. Yeah. Who knew that The Mighty Ducks was mainly about capitalism? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so much. I mean, everything is about capitalism, to be honest. Um, Very that. But we're here. Another sports moment for us, Sarah. How do you feel about watching another sports movie? <laughs> well, I mean, we have to get the guys to stay somehow, right? Like our not- guy listeners, we lose all yeah, the guy yeah. listeners when we don't watch yeah. sports. Exactly. Like they're not going to mm-hmm. stay for the cluelesses. They're not going to stay. They might. For- oh, they could. They could. But we have to throw in like last summer we had May Ball. Um, this summer yeah. we did not do May Ball, but that's not because we don't love May Ball. So last year we did what Sandlot. We also a did League of a League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. Um, in February we had two sports movies as well: The Cutting Edge, which I love. Uh, remember The Cutting Edge, Jessica? Yeah, that was the ice skating, right? And yeah. then we also, nope, that's all we did in February. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we tried. Listen, we 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 tried to do a second one. So much in general, and also about sports because there's only so much sports I can stand. But we're not alone today. Of course, we're doing a bonus podcast, and we had to bring on someone who is knowledgeable about sports because neither of us are. Um, and so on to join with us on the first uh, first time on the podcast, and I believe first podcast ever. So exciting! 
Alex is on with us. Alex, how are you? Jessica, the Sarah, the podcasters. Uh, thanks Whoa. for having me on. Uh, you know, I'm thrilled to make my podcast debut here on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. And um, yeah, I guess I'm your male sports demographic, but spoiler alert, uh, I'm not a hockey fan, so I'm right there with you when it comes to learning about hockey through this movie. Yeah, that's fine. I feel like hockey is honestly easy enough to learn about the rules. Because here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen and other people. No rules in hockey. We literally no. can do anything. Like, oh. you can shove people. You can kick mm -hmm. people. You can whack them with the stick. Like, I didn't see a single foul called. And I'm just like, what is going on? These are children. And they're just getting assaulted constantly. See, I, you know, you're right up my alley because I was going to say the real villain in this movie is not actually the coach, it's the referees who are just letting these kids essentially get murdered on the yes. ice. And uh, let's not forget they're wearing blades of metal on their feet, Sarah. Like someone could mm -hmm. literally die. Very sharp. And the thing about ice skates is that you literally have to get them sharpened every few months or else they could be dangerous for the player um, or the ice skater. So yeah, blades have to be very very sharp uh so they are they can remember the scene where hans pretends to like cut himself and emilio estevez is like whoa did you cut yourself i mean i feel like it's actually possible that was the only thing that i remember from this entire movie yeah so <laughs> uh just as like a reminder sarah has seen this movie although she didn't remember she had seen okay it. i claimed at one point in time on the podcast which is like really the sucky thing about being a podcaster is that things that you say are literally written basically in stone i don't know why at the time i said that i never watched the mighty ducks because that's just a flat out lie like i've seen the mighty ducks do i watch it every summer or every year fuck no no i do not <laughs> <laughs> but what I do do, I've seen it before. I've seen it before. Yes, I have. Okay. That's it. I have not seen this film ever. Yeah. If I have, I was a child and I didn't remember it because going back, I could not have told you a single effing thing that happened. In fact, Alex, yeah. I will say, I didn't even realize that Emilio Estevez as like the coach was starting out to be a bad guy. Like I didn't realize that that was going to happen. I just assumed he was like small town, like pokey uh coach just you know kind of like the bad news bears type situation which it is a mm -hmm. bad news bears type situation i know that reference at the very least however the coach is like a jerk off like he's a real dick at the beginning of the film and then of course he turns things around yeah and you know uh if you're coming to me on the podcast to tell you the names of actors and actresses and boy you brought on the wrong guest but yeah no but both of the coaches uh start <laughs> off this movie as real jerks and one definitely makes kind of you know the heroic turn uh the other one kind of stays a jerk maybe actually gets more jerky as the movie goes on yeah um so yeah so this is the mighty ducks as we talked about a three three part like trilogy they have like multiple sequels of this movie um it came out in 1992 and uh stars emilio estevez obviously he is like a super big name for i mean he was like the one of the 90s guys was he in the thing they called like the brat pack sarah i feel like he was in yep. what they called the brat yeah. pack he was not only in the breakfast club he was also in saint elmo's fire those yep. are two of the movies in the brat pack as well as he was in the outsiders remember that everybody had to watch the outsiders in school 
Remember? Did you guys have to? I do don't that? think I had to watch the outsider. No, we. I don't I, think that it was, was mandatory watching in school. Oh, man, I mean, maybe you have a substitute teacher, but no. otherwise, that was the only book in school that I actually enjoyed. And then we're like watching the movie, and I'm still staying gold after all these years. Um, he's, but yeah, Emilio Westavez has been in a heap ton of stuff. A very prominent actor in the '90s and even now, but as well as. A cousin of Charlie Sheen. Yep. How exciting. Oh, no, a brother. Yeah, they're, they're brothers. brothers. They're brothers. Yeah, they, excuse me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's a big name. He's, like, the guy in this film. Um, like, I feel, I'm trying to think, like, usually, so in, um, in the breakfast club he's the jock obviously kind of similar to to this role here um saint elmo's fire i think he's like i think he plays a more like subdued character i don't really i don't, I don't even know. really it's been remember. a while since it's been a really saint long elmo's time. fire yeah yeah um but here he plays like a there it takes place in minneapolis of course they're playing hockey and he plays a defense attorney and he gets arrested for drunk driving and okay very questionable decisions happening in the 90s, Alex, where we're like, okay, we have a really crappy defense attorney who seems like a downright jerk, to be honest. He only cares about mm -hmm. winning. He doesn't care about doing the right thing. Has no morals. Gets arrested for drunk driving. He has to do community service. So what we're going to do is put him in charge of children. This yeah, no, you definitely decision. want your, your drunk drivers to be around children. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, the 90s really you know, knew what they were doing. And, you know, listen, if we're going to have unscrupulous lawyers, I'd rather the, the defense attorney do what it takes to win than the prosecutors do what it takes to win. Like, that's you know, true. silver lining there. Yeah, that's true. I guess so. Redeemable in that factor. Yeah. Um, And so, like, okay, so there are a few things about this movie. So, right, so I had never seen it. Now, mm -hmm. sports films. For me, I need there to be, I like the redemption story, right, where we have, like, this, like, down and out hockey team that has no money and like no cute equipment they literally sarah had to like draw their names on the back of their clothing like they didn't even have matching jerseys yeah the beginning was really hard times and mainly because everybody looked cute but them it really sucked um <laughs> they had no <laughs> yeah they had no good equipment i don't even know how district five hockey team got to play with the rest of the teams it seemed like extremely not well matched up i am sure that there's other teams that are like the district five peewee hockey team that they could have gone up against not these like elite teams that were like represented by i don't know like the local town pizza shop <laughs> Yeah, I'm just sad that we didn't get, um, I don't know, like we didn't get any information on the other coach. Like, what the heck, like what was going on with their other coach? Did they never even have a coach? Like, how did any of this work? It doesn't seem fair, and I don't know how small town kids sports work. He had a heart attack, Jessica. Mm -hmm. They did talk about it. <laughs> They, they, I was not. Yeah, his old. arm hurt. Oh, yeah, right. This, his yes, arm hurt. His arm hurt. He gripped his heart. You're right. You're but the right, kids right. thought they had a, um, that his arm hurt. Listen, in reality, he had a heart attack because he was yelling at the kids the whole well, time. Well, this is what happens when you give me like a two hour children's film to watch. Like some things fall through the cracks, like that. Okay. I will say the most memorable things about this movie is 
everything but the sports. Thank you. Okay. All right. Let's just get it all out in the open before we break down the plot. We're gonna. Alex, we're gonna. What I'm yeah. gonna. Ha- yes. The Ducks people are gonna hate us. Listen, if you are out there and the Mighty Ducks mm-hmm. was like your childhood film, okay. Yes. If you're out there and you're listening to this and that was your thing, I am so sorry for what I'm about to say because. The thing is, is this was not for me a childhood film. Like, I am watching this for the first time. I'm coming at it with an adult critical lens, not the nostalgia factor that always bumps things up, right? I have no nostalgia for this movie. I've just seen it. What I will say is it could have used, like, 15 to 20 minutes less of hockey in this movie. Mm, like, we just didn't need so much hockey. Like, you could have, like, I didn't need to see every score that made it into the net. Like, goal? It doesn't matter. I didn't need to see it. Clearly Alex. those goals were memorable to you that you could remember all of them. <laughs> I just didn't need to see every single one. You know what I mean? Like it was a bit much where they're showing us like, okay, Alex, you don't know hockey. Like, do you know how long? I know what's weird about hockey is there's like three sections. Periods. 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 That's what they three. call them. How, it's how not four it? like every other sport. Or all two, right. like some sports. It's fucking like, dumb. First of all, why you have to be three? That's odd and that's weird. Where's your halftime? You literally can't have a halftime. Well, you know, budgets were tight. So they had to like eliminate a period just to keep under budget. Is that true? I feel like he's lying. No, of course oh. not. <laughs> I don't know. You can Do literally they... see anything. Oh, Jess, maybe they get a break in between each each period. Um, each period yeah maybe but either way right so they have three periods now mm-hmm. and what was i talking about i gotta say i did not know that you're saying that this movie would be better without the sports uh yeah and Too also much. that like as an adult this was not like you know the best movie and i'm i'm there with you like i, I love see the how heart this could of be it. No- yeah i could see the nostalgia here if this is a movie you grew up with as an adult watching a movie for a sport that i don't particularly follow and a movie that's almost all children actors and children actors are typically bad. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is not like okay, a movie that resonates. First thing we need to ask though, before we dive in, Alex, mm-hmm. is what did you think of a young Joshua Jackson who plays Charlie Conway, AKA the boy who needs a new dad thoughts on him. So it, it's a very interesting character because when we get to the end of the uh, movie, he's the one that makes like the winning goal that Gordon couldn't make when he was a kid. Yes. But up to that point, we see basically none of him actually getting better, being a good hockey player. We just see him being like, he can't skate, he can't shoot. And then you don't see him again. And then two hours later, suddenly he's making the winning goal. And it's like kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I would say that like, okay, Joshua Jackson adorable child sarah very obvious to me why he gets more work because he's so very cute cute. he is Um, very cute great reactions a great reactionary actor as a young child yes and like we sympathize with him because he doesn't have a dad right Mm -hmm. like he doesn't even know who his dad is join the club You know, I will say he might not be a good hockey player, but he's a good matchmaker. Like he really successful. I'm sorry, he's so desperate sometimes that I like cringed every time he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, my mom really likes that. I'm like, Can you stop trying to get your mom to get laid right now, child? Like, calm <laughs> down. But like he just wants a dad. He wants a dad he so badly. He wants a dad. Yeah. But I don't remember him playing hockey at all during this entire movie, but I do remember his struggle or his like goals yeah as in to get his mom married off yeah i think my problem with it is okay so the only thing i really can compare this to is sandlot because that is like my sports no i'm gonna do it sarah don't you roll your eyes at me i'm gonna do it because 
Sandlot is my nostalgic childhood sports movie, right? So I'm going to compare mm-hmm. that. I think what didn't work in this film that works in Sandlot is they're playing hockey, which means they're wearing helmets, which means I cannot recognize who is who when they're sliding around on their skates. Whereas it's easier in Sandlot to know like, oh, that kid got a home run because it's just, I can see his face. And so I think it's harder to differentiate the characters in this film because of it. Well, did you notice at the end of the movie when he's taking like the final shot to win the championship, he's not wearing a mask, which you wouldn't do. Like that's not safe for a penalty shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a mask on, but he's doing because they want you to see his face so you know who's taking the shot. A hundred percent. I'm smart move. Yeah, I just was so confusing. It was so 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 confusing, and um. I wish that I actually had the Wikipedia page open during it because they have the numbers on the Wikipedia page. And if I only had that open, then I would have been able to match the number of the child with the child's name. But actually, I still, okay, if I had to name the children right now without looking at the Wikipedia page. Yeah, let's do that. I don't think I can name more than five. Okay, who can you name? Charlie, which is Joshua Jackson. Yeah. And I'm closing my eyes. Jesse, which is the mouthy kid. Okay. I didn't His even younger brother was Terry. I'm pretty sure. And those were the two like mouthy kids that like um Okay, I'm seeing a Jesse and I'm and, seeing a Terry. Yeah. So you got those yeah, okay. right. And they're brothers, I think. Connie, our queen Connie. Okay. Wow, you're doing Adam, better than I would. Adam Banks. Yep. Yeah, because Banks is the one who's the real story, the real Mm -hmm. hero. Poor Hawks kid. We'll get into that because I have thoughts on on Banks. And then is there a Fulton? There is. Fulton is the one who is the big kid that looks like he's 65. He looks like he's 65. He's also in Daredevil. And he also shot out like two car windows with a hockey puck. Okay. I'm very disappointed in you. You're missing a very important player here. Goldberg. Thank you, our Jewish king Goldberg. Our, Jew- our Jewish, Jewish king Goldberg. Yes. He's the goalie. Now, Goldberg this is goalie. where it gets dicey. We have Danny Temporelli. have no clue what his name is. We have the blonde ice skater girl. No clue what her name is. Um, We have the little Italian kid that has a lot of personality. The have tiny, no tiny kid who looks name. like he's like four years old. Is that the one We have the about? other blonde kid that got Connie to hold his hand. No clue who that kid is. Yeah. is the- we have the kid with glasses. No clue what that kid's name is. And that's where mm-hmm. I'm done. Okay. It, there's too many children. I'm too many s- children. You can't see their faces. Yeah. But since you brought the Sandlot, I think we can probably all of us agree that as far as like the main child goes... Charlie is better than Smalls any day of the week. Absolutely. It's not yeah, Small story. It's yeah. Benny's story. Benny the Jet. Number but one. But then but but Smalls is the one that's like talking the whole time. Okay, so in looking at this, on mm-hmm. your on the ice, okay, because my thought process was maybe hockey requires so many more players or something, and that's why we can't remember them all. But no, hockey actually requires less players on the ice. But so there's all the kids were on the that's, bench. That's the what I'm saying. There's right. too many players, I think. I think that's my biggest takeaway is to, and it could, okay, I've seen this a lot a million times. So it's really hard to compare the two in terms of memorability because I've seen it so many times, but like, I just could not differentiate these kids from one another, or at least I didn't know their names, right? Like I could have told you there were two women on the team because I was very excited about mm-hmm. that. And one of them was a figure mm-hmm. skater. She was badass. Mm-hmm. And then so that one was Tammy and her younger brother, you ta- right? Was playing Tammy. With her? Okay. But this is the fucking thing about this movie. Tammy, Tommy, her younger brother. And then there's a Terry. Why are they this doing this to us? That's ridiculous. Well, I, think, 
yeah, that's the problem. And the other thing is in the Sandlot, it's like a bunch of kids in the neighborhood who are friends who want to play baseball with each other. In this movie, it's a bunch of school kids that play hockey together, but like we yeah. don't see them being friends They're that much. They're only friends when they outside quack, of quack in class. That's yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, I think that's a big thing is like there are a few characters who I think they give a couple of scenes to that make them stand out. One is Charlie Conway because of the situation with his mom. One is Fulton because he's a badass and looks about 17. And one mm-hmm. is Goldberg, who's the goalie, and they tie him into the goalposts to make him not afraid. And those are the three that I think get the most standout moments beyond the two women who we know because they're women, right? Like they look different. They're, they're girls. Um, and so I think beyond that, it's so hard to differentiate between the hockey players and the fact that they're wearing masks and everything certainly doesn't help things. And so that is like the biggest takeaway I think is it's hard to develop individual. Oh, and there's, um, what the heck, Jesse, Jesse, he, he stands out too, because he was the one who didn't like Banks when Banks joined. Jesse was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the mouthy dog. kid. Oh, the mouthy He's kid. He's a cake eater. Oh, what the hell does that oh. mean, cake eater? Okay, I, I, yeah, I looked into it. Alex, did you look into this? I, I had to go. I like by context, I had a sense what it meant, right. but I did Google. Go ahead. It Go so ahead. I think like cake eater meant that you were like affluent and rich and you could afford to eat cake oh. and the like district five in uh, Minnesota is like, you know, kind of a poor part of town. And that's why none of them have uh, gear at the start. Whereas like banks comes from the team that has, you know, money. logos and gears and money. And like, so he's a cake eater. This makes sense, especially because literally all of the Hawks look like cis white blonde men. It's like they're starting the new Aryan race over there. Like it's absolutely I, I ridiculous. I think they're all dark haired and they made that choice because if they made them all blonde, it would be too obvious. Well, it might be like a light, light brown because they were pretty light haired in general. But yeah, so the ducks, at least by that, those standards look a little bit more diverse. Um, Mm -hmm. But but let's dive into the movie and maybe we'll talk about the individual characters as we go. Because like you said, Sarah, there are a lot of characters, some of which I recognized maybe from other 90s movies, some which like seem to fall off the planet after this movie. Um, so we start off with Gordon Bombay, who, as we talked about, is, um, is the defense attorney in Minneapolis, and he is a big jerk, uh, Emilio Estevez. He gets arrested for drunk driving. He- In the snow. In the snow. He is obsessed with winning, like, obsessed. He doesn't care what it takes to get him, as he qu- says, quote, unquote, the W. Does not matter mm-hmm. to him. And so- Well, he's 30 and 0, so- Oh yeah, that's a huge deal for him. Big deal. But he didn't mm-hmm. count the one thing, the one case that he did lose because what was his reasoning? He hooked up with like the the person oh. on the other side, and so as long as he gets laid, it's not a loss. Hmm, that's disgusting. <laughs> Why are we rooting for him? He's so gross. Ugh. It's a character arc, Jess. It's, so it's a character arc. Yeah, and and Jess, you were saying that this doesn't feel like a kids movie. Did you know that this movie was meant to be darker, and they were supposed oh. to have like a really, uh, like a heavy storyline on uh, Bombay having issues with alcoholism? I did not know that. That makes yeah. sense, though. If they did go that route, I could see it. Um, and so right, so his boss Ducksworth, which mm-hmm. are we kidding? This is this guy's name, Gerald Ducksworth is his boss's name. I don't think anybody has a name like this. I think this is. Fully I mean, made it's up. better that than like Porcupinesworth, and then they have to be <laughs> the mighty porcupines. <laughs> but the porcupines do sound more intimidating than ducks. Yeah, I do agree that you know, and I'm a big uh, sports fan, as you know, and my team UCLA plays the Ducks in Oregon. And while they're a good sports team, that's not a very intimidating. No, mascot. what are you, you going to do? Like you going to quack at me? Like, ooh, scary. 
Um, no, they're not. And I think that's the whole point, right? Is that they're supposed to not be super intimidating. So his boss is Ducksworth and he's just like, you know Mm -hmm. what? You're going to go coach some peewee hockey for your community service. And you're taking time off of work because it's too much right now. So that's what's happening. And so the whole time I'm thinking Ducksworth is our hero. He's going to be the hero. He's the one who's like going to like whip this guy into shape, get Bombay Mm -hmm. back on to what his thing is, you know? And Okay, my other big gripe about this film, which I know it's going to seem like I hated this movie. I did not hate this movie, but I have to. Did you watch this with Will? I did. And did he see the movie before? No. Really? Okay. He had never seen it either. And he thought it was like decently good, right? Like we were both entertained. Um, I just would say like um, one of my other huge gripes is that I really thought this movie thought we were stupid at times because the (laughs) amount of times I had to watch this Bombay character miss the final penalty shot in his championship game. Like, bitch, I remember the first time you showed me. You don't need to show me it five more times. Over and over and over again. I will say, I will say, Jessica, we are idiots because we're 30 something watching this movie. (laughs) I know, but like. Why do we need to see this over and over, Alex? Like, one time was enough, but they really wanted to dig it in. Like, he's so fucked up in the head because of this one shot he missed. Yeah, you know, we're all Survivor fans here. I think every time they come back from commercial break, they should have previously on the last segment before commercials, (laughs) just so you don't forget what you just watched, because otherwise you might forget. So, like, Big Brother, you mean? Yeah. That's exactly what Big Brother is. Uh, And so the whole thing is that he used to play for the Hawks. And he was the star. And in this peewee game, this, I mean, mind you, he's like 10. Okay. I don't even know. This is mm-hmm. what kills me about this show. It's peewee. Nobody freaking cares. It's yes. just, it's just like when I watch Friday Night Lights. And I'm like, why the fuck do people give a shit yeah. about high school football? It's the same okay, thing. So, this is a peewee game. So, okay. I, I have to talk about this. I understand with the high school football that like you have, you know, a team of 50 people and you have all their families and friends and all the alumni. And like, maybe you're from a small town that doesn't have college sports or pro sports. Like your team is the high school team. This peewee hockey thing is ridiculous. We're seeing like the crowd just be packed and each team has like 10 10 year olds on it. And somehow (laughs) hundreds of people are taking time out of their weekend to come watch random 10 year olds play hockey. And like, they have like their diehard fandoms. And every time we see the crowd for the ducks, when they score, we only see two parents. We see like (laughs) Terry and Jesse's parents. And then we see Charlie's mom and that's it. So none of these other people are even family members of the ducks. You know what we should do today? Let's go watch some peewee hockey. Did we need to age this up? Did this have to take place in the minor leagues instead for us to? No, you because know, then they wouldn't be kids, and then I'd be even less like, "Who gives a shit?" But like, why is a hundred people at this big stadium watching a pee wee hockey team? I, because this is all they listen. Why is this Hawks coach been a Hawks coach for like forty years? What? You would think like he's not successful in his career no. if he never got past pee wee hockey. How did they even try fired? to like? Did they try to de-age him in like the flashbacks? Like Gordon's a little kid, and the coach looks just as old as he looks now he in the modern time. They didn't even try no, to they make really him look didn't. younger. They really didn't. Um, and so basically, the whole point is that his coach is just like, if you miss this shot, you're gonna let me and your whole team down. It's all on you. And it's the final shot, and he misses the penalty shot, and so they lose, and he disappoints his coach, and all this, whatever, whatever. And so. Bombay gets to District 5, and he decides 
in his brain, he is a lawyer, and his <laughs> smart ass thing to do is to fucking drive a car onto the ice. I don't give a shit who you are, where you're from. I don't what you what you want. What you, do, you love me? Because you love me. <laughs> like who the fuck drives a car onto ice, Sarah? Uh, yeah, this was this was not the best plan. It was like a limo as well. It's like, why are you flexing on these children? They like don't know the difference. But it was such a bad idea. It's so dangerous. I guess he doesn't care about like liability or like getting sued. He probably thinks like, you know, if I do get sued, I have like my whole entire law firm to have my back. Um, but yeah, it was a freaking terrible idea. He claims that he knows the ice, like the back of his hand, and he knows if it's dangerous or safe to drive on. I mean, if you think about it, like Zambonis are vehicles, uh, and they 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 go on ice, right? But like there's no like water under the ice in an ice rink. They're not gonna like slip through the ice. Do you think that Zambonis go on regular like you're asking the wrong person? Zambonis just go on skating rinks, like actual rinks. This looks like a frozen over pond. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to show that I know what Zamboni is. Okay, you've now impressed all the Canadian listeners with your Zamboni knowledge. Congratulations. Mm Um, so he gets there. Also, I have to say his driver and someone we do see a bit later did recognize him from Lost. Um, so oh. that was fun. His driver was the most supportive person in yeah. Bombay's life. MC Ganey. He was there throughout the whole entire thing. He was he was very for it. His name's NC Ganey is the actor. Um, but yeah, he was there. He was here for it. Um, and so this whole group of District 5, they gives no shits about Bombay. They're just like, who are you? What are you doing here? I don't care about you. And so Bombay gets in his car and is like taking a call on his cell phone. And they all come in like this is some kind of five-star limo and like trash the place. They're wearing skates, Sarah. Like, aren't they ripping up the fabric? You would think. You would think. Damn children. Um, yeah, the children don't care. They – if. It's his fault, really. He showed up in a limo. The kids are like, I want to go in the limo. I so it's it was, really was it a limo or was it just a fancy car? Oh, I, th- I mean, how else are you going to fit all those children in there? I mean, they're small. They're just like, kids. This is not a clown car. They looked very stuffed in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. <gasps> Especially up in the front with the driver. Like, that was a little, you know. I mean, and they're, like, literally, how did somebody not get sliced open with a hockey um, shoe? What are they called? Skates? No, shoe. That's right. <laughs> shoe. The shoe. Hockey shoe. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, the hockey Are shoe. they still called ice skates if they're made for hockey? Uh, they're called figure skates if they're for figure skating. And this is ice skates. Ice skates. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I'm just, how did no one get sliced open? Seriously. Um. Anyway, and so then comes out. Uh, they all are getting out of the car. And uh, Charlie's mom is there and she's just like loses her fucking mind as she should alex because i don't Mm -hmm. know he's driving a car with a fucking bunch of kids in it on ice well she's the team mom because you don't see any other moms in this entire movie so like she's responsible for all of their lives and like yeah and then this guy just like listen i know when the ice is safe how do you know I just know. Like, you know, she's That's dealing with a douchebag. That's not good enough bag. reason. Not a good enough reason. No. They're actually called ice hockey skates. Excuse me. Okay. It's close enough. No, but if you're Charlie, Charlie seems, like, embarrassed to see his mom. He's like, sorry, oh, guys. My mom's so be. embarrassing. He should. He His mom is embarrassing. But, every, but also, the kids are like, you have the hot mom. So, 
it's it's doubly embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a point where one of the kids was like, I get him after Bombay. I get her after Bombay. I forget which kid it was, but it was at the end. These dirty kids. Did oh. I turn off the movie early? No, I know I which one so. you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know um, which one it was. It was but... like the one with the super round face. Sure. Oh, that one. Yeah, I don't know their names. Jessica. Listen, when they're, when they're like fault. harassing him on the car and they're doing the thing where they like put their mouth against the glass and blow onto the glass to make their <sighs> mouths as big as possible, they all have big round faces. That's mm-hmm. fair. Uh, I hate these kids. Um, And so, <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is that they don't have like a skating ring to practice on. They don't have equipment. They don't have like, they're not good. Like they have mm-hmm. nothing going for them. Unlike on the sandlot, they're not even good at what they're doing. And so they go to play their first game which of course is against the hawks with the same shitty fucking coach riley and Mm -hmm. as a result bombay gets like so pissed off that they they handily lose like again too much hockey you could have showed me the end score and not shown me any of the actual fighting and that would have been fine by me you just want to skip ahead yes at least this part didn't matter so I didn't pick this up the first time I watched, but I watched this twice to prepare for the podcast. Oh and I think God. they are trying to like set up just like how evil, you know, uh, Bombay is, but also how evil the the kids on the Hawks are. Like, did you catch like the casual racism like before the, the game Yes, starts? I did. They, they, they use the slur Oreo multiple yeah, times throughout this movie. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yep. Yeah, so, like, they're... they're really setting up in the bad guys. And I didn't realize on the first watch, but... Uh, like Banks is one of the bad guys before he joins uh, the Ducks. And that's why the Ducks are like so hostile to him because like when they uh, call them Oreos and then when they like accost them in that back alley, Banks is with the kids that's like harassing. Interesting. Oh no, I remembered Banks from the back alley. But to be honest, I didn't remember Banks on the ice because again, they're all wearing helmets, but also because Mm -hmm. literally all the characters on the Hawks look identical. Like they all look like they're related. And so, but you're right. We do see right like Riley really like being a dick to the point where they're like five points ahead, which I guess is a lot in hockey. Like it doesn't have super high numbers like basketball or something or football or something, you know, you get one point when you shoot the puck in the net. And so mm-hmm. it's, you only get one point at a time. Anyway, point being that even when they're like eight points ahead, Riley's like, don't get excited. No, we need to kick their asses even harder. You should be ashamed of yourselves. And he does not let up on these kids. And he even puts in, like additional players to like fuck up all the all the little ducks kids like he is unrelenting and it's very obvious like from minute one we're like okay we fucking hate this guy check found our villain wonderful we can hate him as well as the whole team right Mm -hmm. Um, and the refs yeah and the refs and to the point where bombay gets so annoyed that he's just like okay great so instead of me teaching you how to actually play hockey sarah instead i'm gonna teach you how to pretend to get injured and dive so that we could get penalties. I liked this bit. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was pretty good. What was it? So what did he tell Charlie to do? Like, Charlie was like, let them pin you. He was like, Charlie, let them pin you. And then pretend like you hurt your eye and then collapse. I'm like, this is these type of sports that I would like to participate in. This is as much as I would like to do. I'll, you you want to play pretendinitis? Yeah, I will faint. I will... Uh-huh cry this is the type of sports that i would do and this, and what was the reason for this so that they could get penalties and like get penalty shots so yeah, they're more the likely problem to with score. the strategy 
the problem with the strategy is these refs will not call anything. Basically, as long as you don't murder a player, the refs are not blowing their whistle. <laughs> That's what I so didn't understand. Strategy. Like, okay, again, I don't know a lot about hockey, so forgive me. But these are children, children. And there, we see people just smashing into glass and, like, tripping people, whacking them with sticks. Like, how do we not have, like, seven broken arms a season after all of this? Or a broken leg, you know? Or a sliced throat with a freaking uh, hockey ice uh, At least a game. lost tooth, at the very least. Right. And well, now, they have I, protection I helmets. don't know if you watch, like, adult hockey. Like, people are actually allowed to fight in hockey. Like, they'll, you know, just, like, clear the ice and you'll see two players fight each other. But these are 10-year-olds. Like, I don't know if they're supposed yeah. to be slamming each other into the ground intentionally. Right. Right. And so the whole thing is that um, then we get like Bombay instructing Charlie to like take a dive. Basically, he's like, just pretend like they smack you in the eye when they mob you. And again, like to give a little bit of flavor, like Charlie actually gets two personality beats in that one. He's fatherless and desperate to have a dad. And two, he always fucks up. He chokes at the end. Like he can get very, he can get the puck and get super close to the net, but he can't score. He always like falls and stumbles. And so they're like, okay, when they <laughs> mob you, it's, it's what he does. And Charlie, of course, being the moral compass is like, no, I refuse to cheat. And everybody, of course, realizes what Bombay's doing. Like, they're children, Alex. They're not professional actors. It's no. super obvious what's happening. Yeah, this was actually the best acting in the movie, the acting to act of being, <laughs> like, bad actors. This was, like, them actually being very natural. It was very believable. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so the mom, so right. So we get Jesse's dad comes in and we also get uh, Charlie's mom. Like basically wh why are you teaching our kids to cheat? This isn't okay. Um, and Charlie's all upset about it. And then we get Bombay. So then we get our secret hero, secret hero who originally I thought was going to be, um, Ducksworth, but our secret hero is Hans who yeah. owns this whole sporting goods store. And Sarah, how fucking sus was this? This guy is just sharpening a skate in the middle yeah. of the night. He looked like a murderer. <laughs> you, know what, you know what this place looked like? It kind of looked like the factory in Jumanji. Jumanji. Mm -hmm. You know the shoe factory? Yes, Sorry, I'm like, you're right. I, I, yeah, so it really looked like the shoe factory in Jumanji. I'm, I'm saying it weird because I've gotten yelled at for saying Jumanji weird. So I like, I'm like scarred, but um, it looked just like that. Uh, but yeah, like in the middle of the night, Hans was sharpening blades, like you do. serial killers do. <laughs> and uh, Bombay comes in and like before Hans even sees Bombay, he's like, I know it's you. I expected you to come, which does not help him not look like a murderer. It's very I'm going creepy. To the minute he knows that it's Bombay, he's just like, oh, you're coming in late at night when the door's unlocked. And it's just like, are they about to have sex right now? Like something was going on in this film, Alex, that we didn't know about. Yeah, remember, this is a children's movie, so I'm not sure if, like, the children were picking up on that vibe. It was giving me, uh, like, Diagon Alley and Harry Potter, where you go down the wrong street, and you enter some, like, <laughs> evil shop full of, like, evil goods that, like, the Slytherins want. Yeah. That was the energy I was getting from this. 
Yeah, definitely. It was very strange. But yeah, so he's just like, apparently this is the guy who like really uh, like got him all his skates as a kid. It was the sports shop that Bombay always went to. And so while we know we basically have uh polar opposites man of faith man of science situation where riley is the man of science and hans is the man of faith of like we don't do it because we want to win the game bombay we do it because we love the game it's about the fun like this guy only cares about fun sarah that's all he cares about having fun on the ice uh i thought he really liked making skates (laughs) in the dark do you know how much I've like if, skates are so expensive? So, mm-hmm. um, I, I I think that Hans like is, is makes big money in the biz. Yeah, well, that's why you need a law firm to pay for all the skates because they're yeah. very. Expensive. He made 10k off that sale. Like he is rolling in the dough. Great. Can we talk about the makeovers? Are we there yet? Um, we're almost there, but basically. He says to Bombay, like, you got to be passionate again. Remember how much you loved the game? And also, um, this, like, we find out Bombay's dad, like, died right before, like, the championship. Oh, and this was mm-hmm. crazy because wasn't it Hans that says, like, oh, I don't think that has anything to do with each other. And, like, of course, it like, the one of the reasons why he choked in that situation was because he just lost his dad. Like, one of the reasons. But he was like, this is, like, not a, this is not a fair thing to take into consideration. I'm like, excuse me, sir. Like, are you a therapist? No, you're an ice skate sharpener. Sarah, that's loser talk. You play to win. Win, 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 win. <laughs> win, win, win. Yeah. And so. Like, who is this guy? He's He just. Hans is yeah. trying to get bombay to love to, hockey like, care yeah yeah to love to hockey care about it to care you got to care about the and not kids. be obsessed with winning like to yeah, have more in his life than just winning yeah. and so yeah. the, go ahead alex sorry I was like, is the problem with this movie that like so many sports movies for kids the main character is the kid whether it's you know benny the jet or smalls or mm. who have you and in this movie the kids aren't the main characters it's the adult coach who needs to learn a lesson and like yeah. clear his old past and like like, are we really supposed to cheer for the coach and not the players? Because I feel good like that's the point. wrong main character. Such an excellent point. Maybe that's why it's hard to differentiate. Because if we're going to pick a main character of the bunch, it's probably Charlie is probably, like, mm-hmm. the main character. That's and what they're telling us. And even yeah. he doesn't have, like a ton it what he does have is very one note we're not seeing charlie go from super shitty hockey player to really great hockey player the only moment he really gets is at the very end you know like the winning right. winning shot did we see um emilio estevez on the ice at all besides like skating on the ice only standing on the ice well we saw correct? him skating right after this scene where he like wakes up early morning goes out to the pond and starts skating by himself so, like, not on, like, a hockey rink, official rink, just mm-hmm. on, like, a frozen mm-hmm. pond. But, yeah, he's fr- he's skating. Have either of you ever, like, skated As on a ice, child, ice yeah. So, th- the wildest scene to me is the, the kid who looks like he's 17 does know how to skate. And so, they decide to teach him to skate by, like, rollerblading in a mall. I can't wait you, till we I get don't... to that because, holy shit, the choices. Yeah. I can't skate. I can't rollerblade. Anytime I'm on ice, it was playing broomball in college. I don't know if you've ever Ooh, played broomball. broomball. No, so it's like no. a sport where you're just on your shoes and you're running on the ice and you're slipping on the ice 
Oh, but that sounds like, very dangerous. It's like field hockey on ice and you're not wearing skates for those who don't know how to skate. Yeah. You you fall off, but it's a lot of fun. I just can't imagine learning how to skate by rollerblading. Like, do those two things, Ooh. you know. They do. Time... Like, it's the same motions. I used to, I mean, when I was a kid, I rollerbladed a little or at least. And then I also ice skated. But then, like, as the years went on, I got more and more scared of all of it and now I would never. I would. I would not. I'm too afraid. I'm gonna. What about break like Rolly's shoes? I would do some. Oh, Rolly's I've never shoes. had Rolly shoes. Those were. Bef- those were after my time. Mm. I. I mean, I would try it. Skate ice skates seem a lot more safe than I have rollerblades and ice skating because you're dealing with four wheels and then you have that little stoppy thing in the front. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I have no experience with ice skating to answer your original question. Yeah, yes. I guess that's a no. Yeah, so um right, okay, so then we get right. So he's on the ice, he's like practicing or whatever. He feels like it's finally like he's having a good time. And then he realizes, wow, I was a real shit. So let me go apologize to Charlie and his mom. And this is where we're immediately like, honestly, the first time we saw his mom, Casey, I was like, here we go. Here's a love interest, right? Like this movie is very predictable in everything that happens where we're like, okay, we got our love interest, check mark the box. We got our underdogs, check mark the box. We got our villain check mark the box you know we got our mentor check mark the box like everything was like happening in line um and so this is when he's like finally starting to give a shit about these kids and he goes to Ducksworth and again I thought Ducksworth was gonna be I was like oh Hans and Ducksworth are both gonna collaborate and make Bombay a good guy and so he's like I need you to sponsor the team I need you to drop 10k (laughs) (laughs) a whopping 10k whopping 10k and this is when we get our makeover scene sarah if you'd like to wa- uh, walk us through our makeover scene well i don't remember anything really except for <laughs> supermarket sweep they got the supermarket sweep at the uh skating store and they got like all new stuff which was so much fun i i love when they get stuff and then they got their jerseys which I was like, these are pretty ugly. They're and they green. Were- They're like an ugly green. But they were like ugly. And then they had like, like the ugly like green, like the, the cartoon or the duck on the front. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I wasn't feeling their uniforms. Like I felt like we could have, like the Hawks looked cool. Right. The I mean, did the material did even look new or did it look like hand-me-down, like previously worn jerseys? They didn't even look like new jerseys. I just feel really bad for them. Like, why couldn't they have cute jerseys? Like, yellow and green, those are their colors, but it's fine. I didn't like the the cartoon cow either, or cartoon cartoon duck either. Cartoon cow? Can you imagine if I had a cartoon cow? No, I didn't like the cartoon duck either. I thought it was kind of like, the green was too green. Like, it Mm. needed to be either, like, forest green or, like, Mm -hmm. a pale green. It was too, like primary green if that makes sense yeah i mean again this is a movie in the midwest about hockey but like in the 90s the oregon ducks are a real sports team named after the ducks and those are their colors green and yellow so i wonder if even though they're not like a hockey team the oregon ducks like that was the motivation for the color scheme wait so i think they came up after the ducks didn't they so alex hold on like can you explain this to me because i thought it used to be the anaheim ducks Okay, or... no, so that's the that's the pro NHL team. I'm talking about for college, there's college. the oh, Oregon Ducks. And they're named with that after the Mighty scene. Ducks too. 
Uh, no, I think Oregon was uh, established before 1992. Okay, so then this is the this is the timeline. We've got the Oregon Ducks. Yes. Then we have the Mighty Ducks, the movie. Then owned by Disney, the Mighty Ducks mm-hmm. also has big real estate in Anaheim for Disneyland. They start a hockey team called the Mighty Ducks in Anaheim. Then sometime in I think it was like 2000s, they changed the name to the Anaheim Ducks and they dropped the Mighty. So that's the timeline of this all. If I'm if I'm correct, which I'm pretty sure that I am. So I'm on the Anaheim Ducks website, and they actually started the team after the movie. The team was founded in 1993 by the Walt Disney Company. So you're right. Alex, I just freaking said that. No, I'm saying you're right. And that's why the color scheme, the only ducks that they had to go off of was the Oregon Ducks because the NHL Ducks didn't Uh, exist. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Why does it it make sense that they're all wearing... At the beginning of the movie, they're wearing red, right? Like the Hawks are blue and black and the the Ducks, before they're the Ducks, they're just District 5, which also kind of shitty that they weren't even given an animal up until now. And they're red. And then when they get their new uniforms, they're green. And I'm like, why are we shifting colors? What was wrong with red? I'm for that. Red's a terrible color. Oh, I like red. I mean, well, you know, I I have my biases. (laughs) And also, like, it was also kind of weird for me. I noticed, I don't know if you did, that like, before they have team jerseys, the kids have to wear their own clothing. And they were wearing clothing from Philadelphia because the one kid, Goldberg, is going to go back to Philadelphia. But the other kid was wearing uh, a San Jose Sharks jersey from California. And it's like they just like they were from all over the place. They these went kids. to the local, I don't know, uh, thrift store and got whatever they can get. And they, was, yeah, I guess this so. is, they had like yeah. they had taped on their numbers. They had taped on like wrote and written their names in like Sharpie. Like it was a hot ass mess before they got new merch. And so mm-hmm. they get all this new merch. They're all like excited and they need to go find a place to skate. And so they find like these figure skaters are skating on a rink they need. And so instead of like getting a different rink, they're like, we're just going to recruit them. So we have the, like you said, Sarah, the figure skating siblings, Tommy and Tammy, like, are you fucking kidding me? Parents? Are you fucking kidding me right now? I can't. Uh, And this is also when they find the enforcer Fulton who protects them when I thought he was like an older brother to one of the players in the very beginning of the movie because he was like at practice watching and I'm like why else would he be watching and on top of that he's fucking old as shit and he's just like this big dude and he comes up and he literally one of the most ridiculous things that happens in 90s movies is when you see him like he picks up these two kids one hand each and literally throws them and I'm like okay it would take a ridiculously sized human to do that and so I just I don't know Alex something about that tickled me watching him throw them into trash well on top of that like whoever the sound guy was for this movie would add on sound effects for any of like the ridiculous slapstick moments so there's these like sounds of like gunshots when the like, Goldberg is getting hockey pucks stuck at him or like cymbals crashing when uh, he picks them up and throws them into the trash. So, like the music, I was making it even more ridiculous on top of how it was already. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was very, it was very funny. And so, uh, so right. So they're gonna get. So they want to get um, Fulton. And so 
they, they how they find Fulton Sarah. Like he's just driving around with his driver, MC Gainey, yes. just chilling. Yeah. This motherfucker decides I'm gonna just hit hockey pucks out into the fucking street. Very dangerous. This is how you're gonna go to juvie. <laughs> like this is like so dangerous. You're gonna get put in the chokey. Okay, sure. okay. Sorry, guys. Fulton, the this kid, Eldon Henson, was only 13 years old when the Mighty Ducks was filmed. Tall for his age. Uh, but he looks, I'm trying to figure out how like old Joshua Jackson was in this. He was probably like 10 or 11, but still like you, it's like the age ranges. It looks ridiculous, but yeah, that's how they get him. He breaks a window and we think that, um, that Bombay is going to, I don't know, chase after the kid and like beat the crap out of him. But in reality, he's like, I want to recruit you to my peewee hockey team. Can we talk about the ridiculousness of him instead of, I don't know, hitting it at like a brick building or finding something else for him to aim for? He's like, hey, kid, whack another puck at my driver's car <laughs> and break the other window. What the fuck? This guy, he has no, he get, this is what happens when you get the re- rich elitist people in charge. Yeah. He's like, it's I'm a company car. This. It's a company car. He doesn't care. I mean, once you have one broken window, what's two broken windows? Exactly. You're probably just going to have to replace all the windows anyway. No. Put, you just, only you have to car. replace one window. You wouldn't have to replace no, all you four. you have to throw out the entire car. Throw out yeah, the entire, entire car. car. Sorry, get over. rid of it. But let me ask you a question. If you were the actual driver in the car and something slams and breaks your window and you have no idea what it is, is your first impression like, let me stop the car, back up, and go into this alleyway no. and find out why my window is Well, maybe smashed. he saw the hockey puck because it came through the window. But my inclination uh, is, let me get out of here because I just got shot at. Like, that's exactly. my inclination. So, no, definitely not. Um, and so, anyway, so they recruit Fulton. And the whole – this is so stupid, too. Fulton is supposedly, like, getting a full-ride scholarship somewhere. with the Like, he plays football, and they said, you can't play hockey. You're going to get hurt, which, okay, believably, yes, you would definitely get hurt on this team. <laughs> yes. But also, like, how old is this kid? Why is he allowed to play peewee? He looks like he's 17. Like, this shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how this works. I know that for some leagues, it's, like, strictly based off of age. And then for other leagues, you can actually, like – age up or down based off of like your height and stuff and so like for some kids if you want to like play against better competition and get noticed for scouts for middle school or whatnot like you might actually want to play with like older kids but for him you know he's never played hockey before so maybe he should play with the peewees yeah so he gets he gets recruited uh and uh this is when they get renamed the ducks after ducksworth uh and we're finding out they're like they're improving right like they're getting better they actually have Mm -hmm. a chance at playoffs which is a big fucking deal apparently and bombay this is when we get into some shady ass shit so yeah bombay learns that there was like a, a redistrict situation where like apparently whose team you're on is all determined by where you live and they right. had changed district five yes and so Just they like had, voting yes so they changed the where the lines were and mm-hmm. so now apparently that banks does not belong with the hawks he lives where the ducks play and so he tells the peewee league person about this and um so apparently it's banks can either play for the uh ducks or not play at all and obviously riley is super pissed about this i don't know sarah i thought this was some shady shit i thought it was terrible i feel really bad for that little adam banks i didn't like this at all (laughs) i did too because i'm like this fucking sucks alex like all his friends are on that team again does the coach suck 
Yes. Do the players suck? Also, yes. But this kid is a kid. You know, you're affecting a kid more than anything. I mean, up to this point, does Adam Banks sucks? Also, yes, because yeah. we've only seen Adam Banks be like a little turd. So it was hard for me to feel too bad for him. But like, you know, I guess it's all about like fairness and you just don't want like all like one team getting all the good players. So if it's about like where you grew up, maybe it's a little bit more fair. It just yeah. feels like very dangerous for little Adam Banks to get put into this situation where he gets thrown into the locker room. He doesn't know anybody. Everybody wants to beat the crap out of him. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it anyhow. And, his, and it's, like, yeah. it's like he should have been grandfathered in. That's what I thought. Live. Yes. Yeah. I thought at least let him finish the season with his team and then yeah. switch him. Because Why are you pulling him? Right now, what's going to happen is the Ducks hate him because they're like, oh, he's not a duck. He's a hawk. Yeah. And the Hawks hate yeah. him because because they're like, you're not a hawk anymore. You're a duck. Yeah. That was the most ludicrous part. This was not like one of those things where he's like, you know what? I've made some friends. And now I want to go play hockey with my friends, the ducks. He was forced to join the ducks. And all of a sudden, the hawks are like, you traitor. How could you turn your back on us? It's like, I'm sorry. The courts told me yeah. I have to go play for the ducks. <laughs> yeah. I got literally pulled. <laughs> and terrible. And on top of that, we have this whole like confrontation between Riley and Bombay. And he's just like, oh, that's right. We're losers, blah, blah, blah. And of course, these little fuckhead kids are overhearing everything because they're fucking uh, eavesdropping on this whole situation. And we can't have a movie without a classic miscommunication where they misunderstand what he said. And they're like, he called us losers. And so they're upset, which leads to on top of the fact that they don't want Banks on their team, understandably so, because he's a racist jerk off. And cake eater and they don't want him on their team. And so then everybody except for, I think Charlie and Charlton Mm -hmm. leave. Yeah. This is when the favoritism started, I think, because (laughs) I think that at this point in the movie, like, I, I think that Bombay hated everybody equally, but then he's like such a petty bitch that he's like, I remember only Charlie held had my back throughout the situation. And for the rest of the movie, there was like, heavy favoritism towards charlie welcome to sports there's always gonna be favoritism (laughs) we hate it um so yeah so everybody like quits except those two and so they have to forfeit the game um and bombay is like gonna quit he's like oh i'm gonna get you a different coach like i'm gonna leave and charlie's just like you can't you can't quit like you said sarah he's like pulling the, at the heartstrings you're supposed to be my new daddy <laughs> i don't have a daddy either and now you're gonna leave me too um, i have nobody except for hans and all he does is sharpen his knife and look at me <laughs> I don't feel safe anymore. <laughs> uh, my mom keeps talking about how lonely she is. Um, so, yeah, so he, he convinces him to stay. And so Bombay goes to see Ducksworth. And he's like, oh, by the way, congrats. Also, can I just say Bombay walking into a lawyer's office in his fucking hockey coach jersey thing or coach's coat? Means, what they call hot shit. It's so stupid. It's like a Letterman jacket. Letterman jacket. Yeah, it's a Letterman you. jacket. It's so yeah. stupid. And so anyway, Ducksworth is like, well, guess what? Your community service is over. No worries. No worries. Um, also, I'm old friends with um, Adams, Adam Binks' father. Uh, and listen, we have a deal where the league is going to let Adam remain on the Hawks. You just have to withdraw their complaint. And then next year, they're going to redraw the lines again. And that way, Adam will still get to be on the Hawks. All you have to do is say that you don't ha- you're don't you not complaining anymore. Um, 
And and this again, this is all very stupid, Alex, because this is when Bob Bay is like, you told me it has to be fair. And so, no, I shall not withdraw my statement. Yeah, you know, this is when he really becomes our hero. He's anti-gerrymandering. He doesn't want the lines <laughs> redrawn to make the Hawks a better team. And he throws away his entire like legal career that pays hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'm sure, so that he can be a peewee hockey coach that gets paid like peanuts. I think this makes a lot of sense. Such a bad move. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, he's just like, uh, he's just like, oh, you know what? A team is something you have to earn. And so basically Ducksworth says, oh, well, if you don't, you know, do this, then you're going to be fired. And so then Bombay just starts quacking at Ducksworth and not just quacking. This he was like, unreasonable. His arms yeah. up and down. I didn't like this at all. This was just immature. This was so stupid. You know what? If I had watched this maybe 10 years ago, I would think that this is so stupid. But, like, we now live in a day and age where every time someone has a tantrum in public, people are recording it on TikTok or Instagram. And people know, like, when they have a tantrum, like, something inside of their head just breaks and they just go, like, full insano person. And, like, this yeah. actually feels very realistic in the year 2022 that, like, something just inside of him snaps. Actually, that's true. There's so many, like, viral videos. Like, I watched this viral video of, like, a woman literally screaming. And not, like, with words. Just, like, ah, screaming at the <laughs> Starbucks worker for what? I don't know. I think it had something to do with, like, I don't know, like, her drink order something ridiculous like that it's just like are you kidding me why are you literally yelping at her it's crazy this happens all the time so i guess quacking is not that out of the question and the funny thing is this isn't even the only quacking that's happening no because meanwhile no. <laughs> we have the kids get into like a full-on fighting class and then what do they do then then the principal comes in and then they start quacking at the principal it's madness mm -hmm. it was madness uh, and later we'll actually ha see the fans go and this was like so funny to me because it's clear like they recorded in some sort of sound studio with like no energy maybe it's 10 p.m they go like we will we will quack you and it's like no energy dead <laughs> that is stadium yeah. cheering in the movie yeah it was very funny and so uh bombay goes like and finds out they're all in detention basically and so he gets their trust back by saying like oh i quacked at my boss and you know whatever we're gonna do this thing and and so Adam Banks is joined. Uh, he's now on the team. Uh, and Wait, hold on. They had to do I will not quack at my principal yes. on the whiteboard. So many times. Blackboard. It was it was it was madness. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so they do win a match that gets them to the playoffs. Um, and they get to go to like this really fancy hockey game, which I mean, hockey lovers were probably super excited about this, but I didn't understand what the heck was going on. So I had to Google this because I was confused. I know that the stars are currently a team in Dallas. And so I Wikipedia this Dallas or the stars were actually the Minnesota professional team up until the, the year of this movie, they moved to Dallas in 1993. So like that was their team. And so they get to see these professional hockey players and apparently like two of the players on the stars were on the Hawks as peewee players with Gordon. And that's why like, I think they think of Gordon as being like cooler because these professional Ooh. hockey players remember him. Ooh. Okay. So he's super cool. Good for him. Mm -hmm. professional. There you go. He could have been a professional if only he didn't miss that one penalty shot. 
Yeah, yeah I know, loved that. I loved him being done. like, oh, Bombay was great in our peewee league like 30 years <laughs> ago, bro. Like, who mm-hmm. the fuck would remember But now that? I'm a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, and so, of course, Charlie incessantly the entire time, you should date my mommy. Like, are you my new daddy? Just like nonstop that <laughs> the entire movie. Um, and so they go out on like this date and the mom is like very resistant because she's just like, Charlie gets so attached. It's like, bitch, he already is. Like, he already is. There's nothing you can do Absolutely. Yes. Stage five clinger. Yeah. <laughs> Stage five clinger. I will say, though, it was very, very creepy when, like, they went out on a date and she was telling him a story about how, like, oh, we would point to this window and, like, that's my room. And now that one over there is Charlie's room. And he's like, oh, which window is mine? I'm like, this is the first date, bitch. Like, a first date. You were not moving in. You're not a part of this family yet. Like this is too much. It's too far. But but like that joke implies that like he wants to move in, and it seems like a, that's like a big turnoff for her because she thinks that he's like not being serious about the relationship. And like I was a little confused by that because it sounds like he was being more serious, and she yeah. like thought that that meant that he's not being serious. Well, at this point, he's like over at the home, like making dinner with his kid without the mom. It's like it's this is a serious relationship at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I think right. Charlie needs to not actually be working on Gordon. Charlie needs to be working on his mom because <laughs> mom is the one that needs to push at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get like this team is in lockstep now. They're doing out these weird, um, they're trying out different methods to like help them be better at hockey. One of which is hitting eggs. Um, because you have to and I liked this method. It was like you had to like hit the puck softly and also be able to receive the puck softly. And so that was one method they did. Uh, I loved the method of throwing footballs to like keep eye contact with whomever you're going to be like passing the puck to. That was another Mm -hmm. one. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved them tying up uh, the goalie to the goal because basically the whole reason he sucked at being a goalie is because he was afraid of the pucks. Once they hit him with like a hundred of them, he wasn't afraid anymore. He's probably super fucking bruised, but he wasn't afraid. Mm -hmm. I would be afraid of that. That'd be terrifying. But then they leave him tied to the goal. Like, okay, thanks. That was a lot of fun. That was a hate on Jew crime. I don't know about you. They just left. That's him kind there. of ironic, considered he looked like he was like crucified. You know, like it's totally different, Jessica. We're not comparing that at all. Yeah, no, they're getting away with things in 1992 that they could not get away with now. I'm sure. Uh, it was, yeah, I felt bad for little Goldberg in that moment. But when is he going to move to Philadelphia? Like, get out of there. If you're mm-hmm. going to move, move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, all this to say, they end up getting to the playoffs. Um, and they're going horse against the Hawks. So this is the big battle, the final battle. Wow, what a surprise. And Riley, being the jerk that should honestly be put into jail, Orders his his kids, his little spawns of Satan, to mm-hmm. purposely injure Banks because he's his best player. And it's not even like Banks scored and then he's like injure Banks. Like at that point, the Hawks hadn't scored yet. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Now that we're winning, let's start injuring their players. Yeah. Yep. It's fucking horrific. So he gets taken out. He gets like mm-hmm. his arm chopped off or something. I don't even know. What? <laughs> no, they like they like slam him in the back and like they make it look like his spinal cord's injured because they do the thing where he can't move. They strap yeah. him onto the yeah. board. Yeah, he got and this is why I say away. 
the real like bad guys in the movie are the referees because if they were just calling whistles earlier, we don't get to the point where this guy yeah. loses his like spinal cord. Do you think that he got an MRI after this? For sure, because he's standing at the end of the film, so it turns out everything is okay. Mm-hmm. If only we had a professional here. If only. <laughs> if only. <laughs> but in this moment, it does seem like um, like the kids now respect Banks. Like they don't call him like a traitor anymore. It had to get has to you have to get actually <laughs> murdered yes to be respected in this team got not it. enough blood for me to respect you yet you need to be bleeding profusely God. for me to be uh, on your side goodness gracious um and did you like the yeah. kid who like injured him from the hawks was like what are you doing my job yeah my that job. fucker like you were like 12 child calm the fuck down what you are you have talking no job. about you're a child you definitely grew up to be a cop so again, this I think is the part where it was too much hockey because it, yeah. we watched every single. Yeah, it was pretty boring. It was goal. like the full game. It seems it was like. way too much. We got to see Fulton like shoot a hockey puck like literally through the net and burn it. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. pretty crazy. He broke glass at one point. Like my yeah, god. Yeah. What about uh? What about the scene where um little Danny Tamborelli. Uh, hit the puck to his sister and then his sister was spinning like a figure skater and then hit it into the goal did you like that jess uh yes i did i thought that was uh very much like um what was mm-hmm. that movie we watched cutting edge Thank we just you. talked about it. okay <laughs> uh, yes it was like cutting edge where they're just like they, you gotta i think the move is like if you're not as uh tactically mechanically as skilled you have to go for the like distraction methods, you know. Yeah. So yeah, they're definitely you... outthinking the Hawks at this point. Yeah, yeah, they're using what they've got, which that, is yeah, they're scrappy. Which is that, mm-hmm. and like they do the trick shot where they have Fulton act like he's gonna hit it in, where everybody ducks out of the way because they don't want to literally die, and someone else comes in and sneaks it in. They have the flying V formation, which is fun, and their ducks. So, you know, do we need to talk about the flying V? Because I feel like that's for the people who love this movie and have been watching it since the kids. That's probably the most iconic scene: the Is flying it? V. Okay. Did it? Did it? Did it land for you as being like this epic moment, or was it just like here's some kids skating down the ice? It and was very sport. much they're in a V and they keep uh-huh. passing the puck and confusing people, mm-hmm. and that's about it. That's as much as I thought about it. Is it too conceptual? Because they're in a V because birds fly in a V. Yeah. So is it too conceptual? Like, does the average person not think uh, that it is a flying V because birds fly in Vs? I, I mean, I guess it's like it looks like a formation and the rest of the hockey game is just people like slipping on the ice and slamming into each other. And this is like the one time they do anything that's coordinated. Yeah. But, you know, if I asked you about this movie a year from now and I was like, what do you remember about the Mighty Ducks? Is like where on your list does the flying V land on in terms of memorable moments? Never. I never think about it again after today. <laughs> and this is where people are going to turn off the podcast. And I'm rage, so Sarah. sorry. Like it was cool, but I wouldn't say that's even the most like memorable part of the film. Like mm-hmm. I feel like 90% of Fulton's shots are way cooler than the V because he breaks shit. Yeah. Like I, I think I'm going to yeah. remember that scene in the mall more than I remember the flying V. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think that I think I'll probably just remember baby Joshua Jackson crying about his daddy. That's probably uh-huh. what I'm gonna remember. I don't know. 
Uh, no, it's not that. It's not that great. It's fine. It's a V. They shaped themselves. It's not bad. It's just not like this epic moment. Well, I think I guess it's supposed to be epic. I guess so. But it all comes down because Charlie gets tripped by someone, and so they get the penalty shot. And again, again, we had to watch the fucking scene with Bombay. (laughs) Bitch, I remembered it from literally an hour ago and a half an hour ago. They don't think they will know. They don't think they will know. Well, like I know, I see the parallels. Okay. Maybe they expect like adults to play drinking games during this movie, and they think you're so drunk by this point in the movie that they have to remind you of what had happened because you just like don't yeah. you blacked out the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I I always recommend having a little bev because it reminds me of like that's how I got through cats. Like you gotta oh, yeah. you gotta drink through it. Yeah, and then you have a great time. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. So we we see it again. We see, and it's all lying on Charlie. And I, I I do think it's funny how like everybody was like Charlie should do it, and then Charlie was like, Oh no, I think somebody else should do it. Who did he say? Like he was like Connie should do it. Oh, oh Fulton, Fulton had gotten it? kicked out of the game at this point because oh yeah, someone had like attacked Connie somebody or somebody else. And they he got he flipped them over right yeah he started mm-hmm. b- punching people which is not allowed and he got kicked so he out got of the kicked game. out of the game so he couldn't do the shot so then um yeah so it was up to charlie and charlie was like i fuck it up every time yeah i'm a uh, big fuck up i choke every time but yeah bombay's like you can do it so then um i didn't realize that you could go as close to the net as you possibly could i thought it was like like a football thing or like a basketball thing thing. where you're like halfway through the quarter at like a certain point but no charlie like goes right up into the net yeah he fakes him out which with like this move that bombay taught him which is the whole you know this is is that the same exact move that he messed up the first time yeah it's the whole spin around where we get bombay living out his childhood dreams through dadless charlie who like scores the winning goal for the Ducks and everybody is so excited. Would you argue that Bombay is too emotionally invested and projecting onto this child? He sees himself too much in Charlie. It's not healthy. Yeah. I mean, at least he gives him the speech. It's like, it's okay if you miss, it's okay if you don't miss, but like, you've got this. And like, you know, I guess it's like as best of a message as you can give basically saying like, Mm -hmm. I believe in you, but if it doesn't work, it's going to be okay. Well, then if I was a therapist, I would be saying this is healing his inner child because this is what he needed to hear in this exactly. moment. If I was a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're healing your inner child. Yeah, it's definitely some Bombay. healing, right? Like he, he gets and he's he's changed, right? Like he's changed completely where like it's not about winning anymore. It's about the fun. It's about the game. It's about a team. Uh, and so everybody is super excited. They all like gather on the ice and Bombay thanks Hans because Hans is the true hero. Even though we thought he was a murdering psychopath, <laughs> he is a true hero, unlike Ducksworth. Um, for, for, for what, though? For providing the skates? For, for no, for telling, for telling Bombay that it's about your love of the game. It's about your passion. It's well, never been about I guess winning. So. Yeah. And for telling the secret that Banks was on the wrong team and forcing Banks to play for a team he didn't want to play for. That's the real heroic move. Wow. Wow. That's messed up. There, I, I think that is that true? That's yeah, no, that Hans really is the happened? one that shows him the map saying that like the map. Okay. I think there's some like dirty dealings in here. This is what I feel like. Just like let let little Adam Banks like stay where he's at, Hans. Like, why are you meddling in this shit? 
Like, wow, what's I didn't it realize to that you? There's like sympathetic fans of Adam Banks. Yeah, me. Yeah, except I, I forgot the fact that he uh, was one of the bullies in the beginning. But besides that, I felt really bad that he got pulled out of his team. Yeah, but now it seems like he like is happy. is happy with the ducks, right? Like yeah. he's actually having fun. Happy enough mm-hmm. to stay on for two more movies. Oh, Wait, really? spoilers. Did not know that. Well, well you... I know there's more movies. Yeah. I didn't know if like the same kids are in the movie. Yeah, it's um like some of the same kids okay. continue. Banks is Do one you... of them. Banks. Do you know whether or not um Gordon and the mom get together in the next movies, or is that like not discussed? Well, Emilio Estevez is definitely in the second movie and mm-hmm. as well as Charlie is so i would assume they're but bringing back I, cute joshua jackson like obviously. well yeah no joshua jackson i think is in all three movies emilio estevez is only in the first two and then gets replaced by the third banks is in it um danny temborelli got the boot no danny temborelli um he was just but, kind of small and loud. That's really the only memorable things about him. So yeah, yeah. And then the little, the little Italian loud kid with a lot of characters out too. I think Goldberg is in there for the next two movies. We got to oh, so keep. He didn't the, go back to Philadelphia. Yeah, we got. He didn't go back to Philadelphia. We got to keep the resident Jew. We need one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um. So yeah. But I'm not quite sure about the the romance. I think uh, Connie might be around some more. Okay. <laughs> Jessica does not care about Connie. I don't care about Connie. We barely got to know Connie. I just know that she's like a girl, so I'm excited that she's on you know this male dominated hockey team. Yeah. Did you like? Did you like the scene when they were in detention and he walks and he's like, "Listen up, guys," and Connie goes, "It's people." people. I was like. My modern queen, yes, her time. Uh, of her time. Respected, respected. But then, like ten seconds later, he goes back to calling them guys. Because he's a dick. Because he does. He's a <laughs> cis white man, and he's a dick. That's why. Uh, but yeah, then we get again. I would have been happy if that's how the movie ended, because mm-hmm. this is some bullshit. All of a sudden, Bombay is like going on a bus because again, he can't yeah. drive to a minor league tryout for the NHL what so he is trying out to be a player yes you would assume that he was trying out to be a coach she's like oh everyone's gonna be half my age it's like yeah probably you're not gonna get on the team we're you gonna leave the little peewees how dare you i mean peewee season's over now it's time for little league season and if and if hundreds of people come to watch peewee hockey just imagine the thousands of people that would pack the stadiums <laughs> to watch the minor leagues. It's sold out. <laughs> like all the season wide tickets are over. Yeah, so all the kids are there to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. It's such a heartwarming thing. And then like each of them give back advice that he gave to them. Yeah. Like don't suck. And I don't know, keep your eyes on the ball. And then Stuff Banks like calls him a cake eater. Yeah, no, it's like, come on, Banks. Like, never, like, just like read the room. Come on. Yeah, like Banks doesn't get to say that. You know, he, didn't get to, he doesn't understand the assignment of what we were doing here. <laughs> we we're giving helpful advice. Like calling right. somebody a cake eater is not helpful advice. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yeah, so this was like a very dumb ending, in my opinion. Like, why can't he just oh. stay a coach? He has to then go back and play. Like, you can't. Like, you're old at this point, bro. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know about hockey, but, like, I feel like most sports, you go right into it out of college. 
So to me, he's like an old fuddy-duddy. Well, he can't be a lawyer anymore because that ship has sailed. Once you get fired from one law firm, you can (laughs) never work in law ever again at any law firm. They took away his law license. (laughs) No. He can't drive, though, so he will have to take public transit. Um, But yeah, that's the end of the film. That was it. What did we think overall? Big thoughts. Big, big picture thoughts. Alex, you go first as someone who loves sports but had never seen this movie. Yeah, as someone who loves sports, I'm not sure if I'm like rushing to see this movie again or if I see it playing on TV. I don't know if I'm putting it on. Um, But I do understand why for those who grew up with this movie, it feels very iconic. You know, I think hockey is like very regional, not like especially to the Midwest and Canada. And like if that's what you grew up with, like to see this movie probably as a kid meant a lot to you. Uh, as a kid from Los Angeles, didn't really resonate with me. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, it's not it's not like a trash movie. And I think a lot of the things that we found to be like dumb about the movie were like fun dumb and not frustrating dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree that I could see if I watched this film when I was a kid, like if this was Sandlot for me, I would like it a lot more. I think watching it as an adult for the first time, it, it still hits that like, um, like as an example, right? Like every 90s movie has a makeover montage. We got that. Every 90s movie has the moment where they're running and it speeds it up. And we had that too. Like I saw the little things that I love about 90s movies and especially 90s children's movies. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, for me, like the hockey stuff was a bit much. Like we could have cut mm-hmm. back a little bit on that. And that's me looking at it like more like critically. It just was, I would have been, bored at that part as a kid um but i i wouldn't i would watch the second and third like i'm not gonna run yeah. and watch them but i would i liked it enough to where i would i would watch the second and third especially yeah well, joshua jackson sarah he's such a cute so little cute. baby i love so him cute. yeah i would watch d2 i would watch d3 i would not watch the 2001 disney plus show the mighty ducks game changers that i'm okay with um that starred Emilio Estevez still and mm-hmm. Lauren Graham and a bunch of others. So I'll, I think I'll skip out on that one. But if ever I was in the mood to watch more Mighty Ducks, I would watch the second and third. And then I'll probably never watch them ever again. Is that because Survivor Game Changers was such a flop that like to call something <laughs> Game Changers, you're like, Ugh, stay away. Uh, I don't know. Like, why do I need to like watch a 2001 movie on the mighty ducks i don't know i don't like hockey enough to do mm-hmm. so yeah now but if the movie was in the 90s would you've watched it probably yeah yeah i will say you. that i tolerated this a lot more than the sandlot <sighs> oh this hurts my heart and well, because the main character is better than small or the main kid is yeah, better than small that there's no dog issue like Jessica, the moment the dog was on the screen and they were mean mm-hmm. to the dog, you lost me. Like I would have never. They thought it was a lot. huge monster. I like they care. didn't know, and like the dog was so cute, and they end up loving it in the end. Spoiler alert for the Sandlot. It's not my fault. Mm-hmm. We saw the dog's balls like fifteen times. I never even looked at that. That's there were not why so I don't many like dog it. Balls. <laughs> I now, don't... do we do we need to like go back and talk about the dog scene from this movie? What dog scene? I don't... The remember. very opening scene after like the 18th montage to Gordon's childhood, like the kids <laughs> are trying to get this dog to eat some chili so the dog will poop. <laughs> yes, they oh, I forgot about oh. that. We forgot to talk about their prank 
which is so elaborate and requires so much on their end, is that they get Mm -hmm. a dog to shit after giving it chili. They put it in an old ass purse after dumpster diving. They put a dollar. So they lose a dollar in this also. And a dollar Uh in the 90s when you were a kid is a lot of money. They put the dollar just barely hanging out of the purse and leave it on the street. So some rando person will pick it up thinking there's a bunch of money in it only to put their hand in dog shit. What the fuck kind of weird ass sick prank is this? <laughs> uh, I think it's, it's very elaborate and kind of genius. Oh. This is why they're so bad at hockey. Instead of spending their time practicing, they're doing these like Rube yeah. Goldberg machine pranks where it's yeah. like 18 steps just to get someone to open need- a purse full of dog <laughs> Do food. I need to put this on my prank Rolodex? No, like, this is so prank. gross. Anything in yeah, it was pretty, is pretty crazy. Yeah, not mm-hmm. a huge, not a huge fan of the poo. Yeah, but no dogs were harmed. I think in the making of yeah, this no. movie. Yeah, no dogs yes. are fed yummy chili. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's that was the that was the prank. I did forget that that. So yeah, Sarah, this this movie involved dog feces, and you're like, yeah, better than Sandlot. There was no feces in Sandlot. I don't care, Jessica. Ugh. I don't like the Sandlot. I'm never gonna let me. I'm never gonna watch that movie again. Ugh. Anyway, anyway, um. This was great. I hope people appreciated our takes on the Mighty Ducks and hockey and the fact that, like, you know what? If you're going to come for our sports knowledge, save yourself mm-hmm. some time. We know nothing about sports, and I'm not going to oh. apologize for it. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, we did get our friend Cody to send in a shit 90s fact. Oh, please, yes. please let us know what it is. Cody Patterson from our friend, um, the a friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Um the Minnesota North Stars that the Ducks went to see play in person moved to Dallas to become the Dallas Stars in 1993. That's the same year that the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, later the Anaheim Ducks, became an expansion team in the NHL. Everything ties together. So when the Ducks saw the North Stars, that was the last season where the North Stars played in Minnesota. So interesting. Thank you, Cody, for that shit 90s fact. Hashtag shit 90s fact. Um, <laughs> hashtag. hashtag. Um, I mean, he created the hashtag just given the respects. And since Alex is here, it's only right that we do some 90s sports trivia, which everyone can just laugh at us about because it's going to be it's going to be horrific and just enjoy it. Just enjoy it, everyone. So, Alex, yeah. why don't you talk us through how this how this trivia works? Are you asking us questions? Is it multiple yeah. choice? How does it work? So I prepared eight trivia questions from like highlights of 90s sports moments and trivia. Okay. I think mm-hmm. a lot of your listeners might know, but you might not. And mm-hmm. the two of you are going to work together as a team. Oh, great. And you Love have to get that. Five right. Oh, in order Sarah, to I, we got Best this. Five out uh, of eight. Five out of More eight. There's that. no hockey trivia because hockey is not my wheelhouse. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Let's but, like, do a lot it. of crazy stuff happened in the 90s. All right. So do you guys know who OJ Simpson is? Of yes. course. All right, so he had this like iconic car chase where the LAPD were chasing him yes, on the yes. freeways of Los Angeles for two hours. What car was OJ Simpson? Oh, I driving? know, Ford Bronco, baby. White, a white Ford Bronco. Yes. All right, oh! those are one for one. Look at us, hooray! Go. Yes. <laughs> Good thing All I right, watched that uh, FX movie or miniseries about that. <laughs> That's oh, how you knew you about the Ford Bronco. The I watched the miniseries, man. Okay, not the fact that it was like all over the news, but she okay. knew that there would be like a trivia competition, you know, later on. That later on in life, so, so yeah, nailed it. All right, so the next one, uh, which heavyweight boxer bit the ear of their opponent, Evander Holyfield? 
Is this the Muhammad Ali guy? That's up for you two to decide. What's the is there I, a guy with a B name? I don't I don't think it's I think I don't think it's Muhammad Ali. But you um, okay, what's the other guy that starts with it? What's the guy with the tattoo on his face? That it's that Mike Tyson, it's definitely not Mike Tyson. He didn't bite someone's ear, are you sure? He sold does, doesn't he sell grills? That's George Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> this is where people are going to start laughing at. Us. Okay. Yeah, when this podcast is over, I'm going to go use my Mike Tyson grill and make myself a nice steak. Okay. Do you think between Mike Tyson and uh, Muhammad Ali, which one do you think? But I think it's I think it's Mike Tyson. I I can't name another boxer. So those are the options we have. I think that like Mike Tyson's like a prominent dude. Like, why is he walking around like he was on the voice? Probably. I don't know. Every sports player has done steroids at some point. (laughs) It's definitely not Muhammad Ali. Okay, well then let's go. Let's go. Um, what was his name again? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Let's go with him. Uh, Mike Tyson is correct. (laughs) Tells you. So we don't want to bite his (laughs) his grill. We don't. No, that's George Foreman. We can still buy his grills. Um, okay, so it's funny to talk about steroids because my next question is about uh, two famous steroid using baseball players. Okay. Um, the home run record in baseball up until 1998 was 61 home runs in a season set okay. by Roger Maris. Which two famous steroid using baseball players both broke the record that year in the legendary home run chase? What year was this? I'm sorry. 1998. Two very famous Derek baseball Jeter players. Was one? No, Derek Jeter's too young. Okay, I, is for that. I think. I think if they were Yankees, I think <gasps> it was Daryl Strawberry. Wait, wait, wait. What about the guy who was on Survivor who like straight up smashed Chet's face? Do you remember that guy? And he was a Roy no. guy for sure. I'm pretty sure one of them was Daryl Strawberry. Okay, but we still but need a I, second. Can we get a hint as they, to like the team they're on? Would that give it away? I don't think it would. I would have to actually Yankees? Google the teams that they were on because okay. I don't know. But no, it's fine. You don't have to. I, I th- I'm good with going. What was the one? Derek Strawberry. What a cute name. Darryl I wish Strawberry. my last name was Strawberry. That's adorable. He was a beloved Yankee, and then I'm pretty sure that he was like uh, not allowed to play anymore because of the roids. steroids. Let's yeah. go with him then as our first pick. Let's lock in one pick. Yeah. Okay. Um, two is a lot, Alex. This is a hard. Two question. is a lot. Okay, two what do you well, you're, think? You're already two for two. What do you think about? Okay, so Derek Jeter is saying is too young. What nah, about the guy from Survivor? What it's the likelihood that's going to be a guy from Survivor? I don't fucking know, but we don't know any other baseball players. If they're if they're if they're Yankees, I can list two Yankees from the '90s baseball players. Okay, well let's see if like a Polly O'Neill. I don't know who that um, is. but I think that he was pretty pretty Is Barry Bonds a baseball player? Uh I don't know. Okay. Well, this is unhelpful. Um what is the he guy's be... name that was even on Survivor? Can we Survivor? get half a point, Alex? Maybe we'll get half. Uh, a point. I'll give you half a point if you get one of the two okay. points correct. What was the guy yeah. that was named that was on Survivor, Sarah? What was his name? Rock something. I have no freaking Am I allowed to Google season? like the guy from Survivor what without season? It's not he was on fans versus favorites and they did that obstacle course where he literally like smashed Chet's face and like and he dragged him behind him and then one of the twins yelled at him and she ended up like winning the game. Oh that douche. 
That's what I'm saying. Yes. John, John, John John Rocker. Okay, let's lock in okay, those two. Okay, those are our guesses. I don't think that John Rocker. Strawberry correct. and John Rocker. Daryl okay, Strawberry. So you, first of all, uh, you're wrong, but you took me on quite the journey there. Uh, for our Survivor <laughs> listeners, I think fan versus favorites, you're thinking of the big guy's name was Joel, and he was the one who slammed Chet's <laughs> head into the bar. In Jessica. Blood versus Water, John Rocker was yelled at by the 20s. <laughs> Uh, for being racist and homophobic stuff. I just conflated Um, two people together. (laughs) uh, But anyway, uh, do the names Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa ring a bell? Oh, Sammy Sosa sounds like a familiar human, but I have no idea who that other person is. Yeah, so they both broke the record. They were both doing steroids. I think they might have had some, like, record book stuff uh, taken away from them later. So so that's two out of three so far. And what teams were they on? Uh, I believe Mark McGuire was on the Cardinals, and I believe Sammy Sosa was on the Cubs. I think that a deep cut Daryl Strawberry reference is worth a quarter of a point. There, we let's see if we get the other questions for you. Bargain for quarter of a point. Okay. Yeah, let's, we may let's get the other goes. ones. Okay, all right. Uh, this might be the hardest question oh, I think. God. On the list. Um, <laughs> after winning the 1999 uh, Women's World Cup. Which U.S. women's soccer player iconically celebrated by kneeling, taking her shirt off? Okay, what is the what is the movie that Mary Kate and Ashley is named after? Uh, what do you mean switching goals? Oh yeah, never mind. What's the oh bend it like Beckham is for the guy? Never mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bend it like Beckham. I literally could not seen... name a female soccer player. Like, in your mind's eye, do you know the picture of the woman who's like in her sports bra with her shirt off? Yes. And after like the U.S. wins the World Cup, she's white. I think Sarah, if that helps mm-hmm. us. Like she's giving me like Karina Baker vibes. Karina. Oh, is there like a Karina Petrachova or something? That's a tennis player. Are you just impressed that I just pulled that name out of my fucking ass? I'll give you both a quarter of a point for that. Uh-huh! Yeah! Look at that. Petrakova, and I knew that name. Um, I'll go with whatever you think, Sarah, the Baker one. No, no, I just made up that name. I thought you said that was a human. No, I just made that up that name oh for my, my God! Yeah. Okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's like a brunette white woman, and she's wearing one of those headbands with her ponytail. Do you remember people used to do that? Yeah, I think I she's wearing one of those stretchy headbands with her ponytail. I don't know anything about women's soccer. I don't either. Is her name Christina? I feel like it's Christina. Uh, I'm going to see if I can send you a picture of her and see if that oh, helps. Oh, God, that's not going to help. That's Let's not going to help? See. I, probably right, not, I'm but just... you can. Uh, so my file um... is too big. So I, I don't know how to send this to you without uh, it having the player's name on. Mm. You could share your screen. But once again, yeah. Yeah, let me try one more thing. Um, Christina Barry. Christina Barry. That's a nice name, don't you think, Sarah? (laughs) That's what I would name my Sims. Christina Barry. Oh, she doesn't have the thing. Oh, she's kind of blonde. Never mind. I don't know what was in my head when I pictured this. All right. So why was this controversial? This was controversial. She's without. She's without a shirt. Well, I said iconic. It might have been controversial. Oh, I thought, okay, iconic. iconic. Never mind. It's iconic. I thought you said controversial. And I'm like, this bitch is wearing a sports bar. It sounds like she's new. Megan. Oh, Megan. Megan. I like Megan. Mm-hmm. Megan Johnson. All right. Megan Johnson. Is that your answer? Mm, Megan. 
Yeah, like Megan, like Megan Connor. Megan Connor. No. So I thought I thought you might have said Mia Hamm, who might have been like the most famous. That's who I was player thinking on the team. of. Mia Hamm. But the actual player is Brandy Chastain. If you've ever heard that name, never heard of her. So sorry, Brandy. I, so if this you're is listening. the hardest question I think on the list. The yeah, next no, ones I Brandy think Chastain. That's not a real. That person. sounds like a porn name. Okay, well, you're two for two, <laughs> or you're two and two. You got okay. four more questions to go. All right. Why was um, she so happy? Why did we? Why she did won. She won the oh. Women's World Cup. Oh, okay. yeah. Big, you, and, you know, USA is way better at women's soccer than we are at men's soccer. I don't know if we've ever won the oh. Men's World Cup. Uh-huh. What good for All us. Right, so, uh, next question. Yeah. Which famous NBA player declared their retirement while announcing to the world that they yeah. were HIV positive? Magic Johnson. No, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Sorry. Uh, I was just making a face to see if Jessica is good with your answer. I literally have no idea, so I'm Dennis go Rodman. Ever Dennis Rodman. Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. Sure. I didn't know That's he's your final HIV positive. Yeah, I think so. Sure. All right. First reactions are always the better reaction. No! Magic Johnson Sarah! announced to the world. No, no, look what you did. Oh no, I'm sorry, Magic Johnson. Oh my God, how, do so we have close. to get the rest of the three right? You I said it so to. fast. I think the problem is I made a face to, at Jess just to see if Jess agreed. And I think you took my face. I was like, ooh, that's not right. But you were right all along. Man. Oh, no. All right. Well, we can I get the other ones. So we can get the other ones. so fast, too. Didn't I say it's so fast? Mm-hmm. Man. All right. Which, which USA Olympic gymnast won a gold medal in the vault in the 1996 Summer Olympics despite performing on a badly injured ankle? I don't know. It was a, a single woman gymnast. gymnast. She couldn't walk. She basically had fractured her ankle, and she was able to like muster the strength to oh run like down the lane wow. and do the vault. This and she landed horrifying. the vault. How was she allowed to switch things? Well, so for gymnastics, I think it's just like you can do an individual event. Oh. And so she basically, for like ten seconds, ran on a broken ankle and then vaulted and landed on a broken ankle, and she stuck the landing and won gold. Wait, the vault. Yeah, the vault event. Oh, 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 wait. I saw an entire, wait, hold on. When Simone Biles, like, went through those horrible struggles, I saw, like, a whole TikTok about this girl. Mm-hmm. Because they were, they're like, you you have to, you have to compete, you have to compete. And she had, like, a shattered ankle, right? And yes. she was, like, forced to compete, and they, like, kept yelling at her. I don't know if she was forced to compete. I don't, that I don't remember. Uh, let's see if I can. And she won the, the gold with an picture. injured ankle, and then like she never was able to compete again. Yeah, Who is this? Can... You know the person's name? I think it's like Carrie. 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 It doesn't matter. It's the same. Car- Carrie. Carrie. Well, uh, she's being carried. Carrie. Carrie and Carrie is two different. It's literally the same name. You're just putting yeah. your accent Carrie. on it. Carrie, no, it's different. Oh my Carrie, god. C-A-R-R-I-E versus K-E-R-I-I. Wait, K-E-R-R-I. It's literally the same name. It's Carrie, Carrie and Carrie. Strug. Carrie Strong. Strug. Strug? All right. Okay. Strug. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna stop you before you doubt yourself. <laughs> Carrie Strug is the correct answer. <laughs> and it's K-E-R-R-I. Oh, so it's not it's care. See, it's it's, it's literally name. the different same Karen. name. No, those are two different oh names. My God. Oh my God. Carrie Strug. Uh, I would Ooh. like to thank uh, TikTok for that. Mm-hmm. I learned Please from do. the TikTok. Please do. No, I think TikTok. Right. 
All right, so you've got three right. You need to get the last two right. One of these, I think, is very doable. One of these might be a little bit harder. So we'll oh, do the easier one first. Here we I, go. You really tricked us with the Ford Bronco. I thought they were going to be no, like sports I, adjacent. I did, too. I thought, no, I thought, I thought you were going to get Magic Johnson right, and you would have been okay. I but did! Now you did <laughs> All right. Did Moving on. Right. What's Moving the next on. question? All right, so Michael Jordan shocked the yes. sports world in 1993 when he retired at like yeah. the prime of his sport. Uh-huh. There was yeah. a lot of like controversy about why he retired. Yeah. What did he end up? Uh, what sport did he baseball. end up playing after he baseball. retired? Baseball, thank you, baseball. Space Jam. Yeah, Space right. Jam taught me come that. On the Space Jam, it's all, all right. right. Okay. So you currently have four and a quarter points correct. Perfect. You have four what about the other quarter? Missed. You only need wait. What about the other quarter left? that I we wait that I was able to say Daryl Strawberry? Yeah. So okay, fine. You have four and a half correct. Woo! You have four Perfect. wrong. Top so if you get this point. next one wrong, you're still at you know okay, four and a half still versus lose. five. So we need this one. Yeah, Unfortunately, this is a harder question. Uh, it's about baseball. Okay. Uh, who in the baseball world was known as the Iron Man for breaking <gasps> the most consecutive games ever played? The record was two thousand one hundred and thirty. They broke the record with two thousand six hundred and thirty-two. I believe in you, Sarah. Do we know what team they were on? Uh, I will look it up. And this, like the, I, I think you've definitely heard of this player. Iron Man. Is this, is this uh, Sammy Sosa or is this like the Barry Bonds guy? (gasps) Is it the, is it the, is it the, um, the great Bambino? Uh, This player uh, played 21 seasons with the Baltimore Orioles. Oh God. I don't know. Baltimore Oreo Oreos. No, not this again. Baltimore Oreos. The thing that they're famous for is not for hitting like a ton of home runs. It's that like in a sport where people take time off for injuries and whatnot, they played uh, over 2,600 games consecutively without missing In the game. 90s. In the 90s, they broke the record. Okay. And then they called him the Iron Man for playing I so many. I really the, have zero idea. I, the Iron Man. Maybe mm-hmm. it's Sammy Sosa or I don't know. Can we have a multiple choice? He's gonna have multiple uh, things prepared. Yeah, let me uh find the name of like four famous baseball players really fast. Hold Perfect. on. Perfect. Okay. Meanwhile, we're we'll, gonna rock we'll this. We're geniuses. Actually, I'm surprised we've gotten this many correct. Or I should I say even... you've gotten this many correct because I've contributed almost zero. All right. Are you I'm ready? Sure. Yes. I'm so mad about Magic Jones. Your options are Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Cal Ripken Jr., <gasps> and Ty Cobb. I think it's that Cal Ripken Jr. guy. Cal Ripken. That sounds like the most famous name. It what does. was the second name? The other names are Will Willie Mays, no. Hank Aaron, no. Cal Ripken Jr., and Ty Cobb. The Has only other one be. that I recognize is the first name. So I think it's Willie, the, Willie the Mays. Junior. I think it's the junior, though. Cal Ripken Jr. is the most famous out of all these people because I recognize him. the name. We lock uh, in. I, I don't believe that he is the most famous. He's probably the least famous of all these players. However, he is, in fact, the Iron Man <laughs> of baseball. How is he the least famous if that's the only the, name that we recognized? I think. I, well, when I Googled famous players, a lot of famous Draw. players were older. So that might have helped you. Yeah. Oh, nailed it. Whereas this was a guy from the 90s. So we win. Well, you won the game with a score of five and a half correct Ooh, answers. Woo-hoo! You have won the 90 sports trivia game. Oh, Suck wow. at everyone who didn't believe in us. Look at us go I, now. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't believe in myself. I mean, I didn't <laughs> believe in us either. So we did it. I think, I, I think I'm pretty sure we got like all of them wrong. And like Alex was just being nice. 
that's possible. Yeah, when you get the listener feedback and they're all like, uh, actually, <laughs> no, the answer to all the questions question. were completely wrong. I, I mean, I, man, I could have been a genius with that Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Too bad mm-hmm. I got really thrown off. Too bad. But you oh, know wow. what? The score was tied at the end. You had to take a penalty shot. Yeah. The pressure was on. Yeah, and you just like really on. set it up. The pressure was on, but not anymore. No more pressure. Because no. under both pressure. Under pressure. That was a good game, Alex. That was great, Alex. Thank you for prepping that sports trivia game for us. And thank you for coming on this podcast. This was delightful. I had a ton of fun. Uh, This was my podcast debut, and I had a wonderful time. The time flew by. There you go. And uh, don't tell me what the comments section says afterwards. (laughs) They won't say anything. They won't say anything. They'll keep it to themselves. Um, Alex, where can people find you if they do want to chat about sports with you? Where are you available Um, to be found? Well, uh, I am in the uh, Post Show Recaps Discord with the rest of you, and there is a sports channel there. Otherwise, on Twitter, I am Condor with a K24, uh, and most of my sports chatter has to do with UCLA sports, the Pac-12, and college in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking for like professional sports talk, maybe I'm not your guy, but if you're a college sports fan, uh, I'm down to talk about college sports. Yeah, yeah. You've taught me so much about the sports. Mm-hmm. Remember, not so long ago, I didn't even believe the Warriors was a real team. Now I know. And now they're the world champions, baby. Yeah, now I know. Uh, actually, yeah, Jessica, what what city does the the Warriors belong to? What do they even play? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. And that about wraps up that for us. Sarah, where can people find us? What do we have going on? Yeah, we got our weekly Boy Meets Worlds in Dawson's Creek coverage. You got to check that out. We also covered Harriet the Spy with another PSR Discord friend, Stuart, not too long ago. Later this month, we are welcoming on Dr. Amanda Robinowitz to cover um, My Cousin Vinny, which Jessica and I have not seen. We're very excited about that. So you can find all of us um, over at Shit90spod on Twitter and Instagram, shit90spod.com. You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Okay. Uh, you can find me at the Jess Sterling on Twitter. Uh, I'm still covering community building over with Josh on Posher Recaps. That's all we have going on. Uh, we hope you like this bonus content, and we will be coming out with more of it shortly. Thank you, everyone. Have a good one. Bye. Just ask. Shit ninety shows taught me.